Well, good morning. Hey, it's uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. How's, hey, how's your uh, spring forward going? Uh, you know, the daylight saving, you lost an hour of sleep. You doing okay this morning? Well, you should recover by tomorrow. You know, it only takes a couple days to figure that out. For your body to figure that out. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. And, you know, tell your friends uh, to Google me, Political Views TV Podcast. And I'll show up right at the top of their search. Hey, I really appreciate you coming here every day. That's awesome of you. And if you can bring someone along tomorrow, you know, say, hey, check this guy out. And if they don't like me, whatevs. I, I'm going to bring back whatevs. Is it, isn't that, a, isn't that a, a 90s term? Whatevs? I'm going to bring that back, yeah. Um, so, starting off, a, a diverse coalition of progressive and indigenous figures and organizations yesterday celebrated the Senate's confirmation of Deb Holland, H-A-A-L-A-N-D, uh, to head the Department of the Interior, making the New Mexico Democrat a and Green New Deal supporter, by the way, the first Native American cabinet secretary in U.S. history. And it is so appropriate that she is the in the uh, de- Department of Interior. Imagine a Native American responsible for the land. So much could happen. Uh, she was, uh, let's see. She was confirmed by 51 to 40 vote in which uh, only a handful of Republicans joined with uh, the members of Democratic caucus who were present. Uh, Nine, including three Democrats, did not vote. The nine senators that voted against her confirmation on the Energy and Natural Resources Committee have average, on average, accepted nearly $900,000 from big oil, coal, and gas over the course of their careers. It's clearly, rather, it's clear that big oil was afraid of her confirmation. And for good reason, you know? American Indian, you know? Uh, Stopping pipelines and stuff? Huh, we'll see. Uh, David Turnbull, strategic... Um, he, uh, that's who said that, by the way. David Turnbull, Strategic Communications Director at Oil Change International. He also said, The confirmation of Deb Holland as Secretary of the Interior is a tremendous win for indigenous communities, the waters, parks, and lands across our country, and the climate. He added, Holland is a proven climate champion and will usher in a new era of climate leadership in the Department of the Interior, reversing the tide of the last four years of dirty energy policies enacted by the Trump administration. But I'll go further and say she could reverse the horrible policies of the last 150 years of oil and other land raping, mining, and development Uh, Anyway, now that I have your attention, let's make an attempt. Let's try and fix the world. Congress is investigating a multi-billion dollar subsidy for chemically treated coal that is meant to reduce pollution after evidence has emerged that power plants using the uh, fuel produced more smog, not less. And you remember the term way back 
during the um, was it was it the two thousand eight two thousand eight when they were uh, they were running on this clean coal crap, and I called it out then. There's no such thing as clean coal. Come on, there's n- there's no such thing. This technology does not exist, and they were claiming that it existed. Um. Anyway, the outcome of the probe uh, could play a role in whether lawmakers and the Department of <laughs> the Interior would vote to renew the subsidy set to expire this year. Uh, the GAO is examining the refined coal tax credit program, which generates at least a billion dollars a year for U.S. corporations, according to the uh, uh, GAO um, uh, analyst uh, who contacted uh, uh, Reuters. Uh, three Democratic senators called for, the invest- for an investigation after uh, the Reuter- Reuters special report series in 2018 revealed that power plants burning the fuel, which supporters called clean coal, <laughs> pumped out more pollution than uh, previ- uh, um, than previously. So, yeah, you know... Clean coal. They added chemicals to the coal so it would burn cleaner. Can you imagine how that would happen? How that would work? I mean, come on. Really? You add more chemicals to make it burn cleaner? And you're surprised that that didn't work? (laughs) Uh, uh, Moving on. Senate Majority Whip, Dick Durbin. By the way, the, 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 the whip... Uh, he's a, a whip is called the whip because the whip is the one that gets everybody in line. The, he whips everybody in line to uh, vote a certain way. He's the one that that makes the tallies, makes sure everybody's on board, and so on and so forth before a vote happens. That's what the whip does. It's a tough job. It's the hardest jo- job in Congress, probably. Anyway, Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin had something to say yesterday, and it's changing minds. I hope it's changing minds. He is joining a chorus of Democrats singing the praise of ending the filibuster as we know it. Uh, ending the filibuster doesn't mean ending it. And I, and I would not advocate for ending it completely. But bringing back the Mr. Smith filibuster that I've talked about it many times is something I, I've always been about. And like I said, if you haven't seen Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, the movie... Just download it tonight. Come on. You can get it somewhere. It's an old uh, 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 Jimmy Stewart movie, a black and white movie. Uh, Anyway, Senator Durbin said, Today, nearly 65 years after... this This is him. Quote, Today, nearly 65 years after Strom Thurmond's... Excuse me, Strom Thurmond's marathon defense of Jim Crow... The filibuster is still making a mockery of American democracy. The filibuster is still being misused by some senators to block legislation urgently needed and supported by strong majorities of the American people. This is what hitting legislative rock bottom looks like. Today's filibusters have turned the world's most deliberative body into one of the world's most ineffectual bodies. End quote. Oh, no, he continued. I have, been, uh, I have been long open to changing the Senate rules to restore the standing filibuster. End quote. Uh, 
And, and then uh, he added that if a senator insists on blocking the will of the Senate, they should have to pay some minimal price for being present, uh, uh, price of being present. No more phoning it in. And then he added, it's time to change the Senate rules and stop holding this Senate hostage. We cannot allow continued misuse of arcane rules to block the will of the American people. I urge my colleagues to defend American democracy by making the changes needed. But I don't want just a standing filibuster. You know, I mean, a senator can filibuster and just, you know, do nothing. He can sit there and twiddle his thumbs. I want those who would block the will of the people to stand, get up on that damn podium, and speak and defend their stance on the indefensible. That's what I want to see. I want to see sound bites that can hit the news of Ron Paul saying he doesn't want services for anyone. Because that will play well in the news. That's what I want to see. Moving on. Former prosecutor and Democratic Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, who serves on the Judiciary Committee, is calling on the newly confirmed Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland. He just got confirmed a couple, uh, what, Friday? Was it Friday? Something like that. Um, To help facilitate proper oversight by the Senate into questions about how thoroughly the FBI invested uh, Kavanaugh during his confirmation uh, hearing. Remember, he was shoved through. Uh, to the uh, Supreme Court, and he's a right-wing sociopath. Uh, The FBI is facing new scrutiny for its 2018 background check of the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh after a lawmaker suggested that the investigation may have been fake. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, The Supreme Court nominee was accused of sexual assault by Christine Blasey Blasey Ford, and faced several other allegations of misconduct following Ford's harrowing testimony of an alleged assault when uh, she and Kavanaugh Kavanaugh were in high school. Uh, The FBI was called to investigate the allegations during the Senate confirmation process, but was later accused by some Democratic senators of conducting an incomplete background check. For example, uh, Ford herself and Kavanaugh himself We're never interviewed. How can you do an investigation without interviewing the the primaries? How can you do that? Among the concerns listed in Senator Whitehouse's letter to Garland are allegations that some witnesses who wanted to share their accounts with the FBI could not find anyone at the Bureau who would accept their testimony and that it had not assigned any individual to accept or gather evidence. Uh, while it's unclear whether the FBI would reopen an investigation into uh, uh, the, Justice Kavanaugh, the letter uh, could push Garland to force the uh, DOJ, the Department of Justice, to respond to questions about the investigation into Kavanaugh. Uh, Senator Whitehouse said he is uh, seeking answers about how, why, and at whose behest the FBI conducted a fake investigation if standard procedures were violated, including standards for following allegations gathered through FBI tip lines. So I'm imagining that uh, one of Trump's people said, hey, uh, we got to nip this uh, investigation in the bud because none of this stuff that we know about can be coming out because we need Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court. Can you imagine what would happen? 
Spain has announced it will begin a limited trial of a four-day work week in a bid to boost productivity, mental health, and uh, the environment. And by the way, um, uh, wasn't it... uh, um, uh, was it uh, uh, Microsoft that started a four-day work week and they said that they boosted productivity for the same pay? I mean, four days. It gives you three days off every week. Oh, my God, that would be awesome. Well, we'd all like seven days off every week, but I guess that's not possible. Um, I only get two. I, I can change to a four-day week. I could skip Friday. Should I skip Friday or Monday? Yeah, Monday's kind of important. Friday's kind of important. I wonder if I should skip Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, but then I don't get three days off in a row. Oh, God. So difficult. Uh, the Guardian reports that uh, in Nijo, Arizona of uh, Mas Pais, uh, the small left-wing party whose proposal for a trial work week reduction was accepted by the government last month, called the experiment an idea whose time has come and the real debate of our times. I'm assuming he said that in Spanish and somebody translated it. Uh, Arizon noted that Spain is one of the countries where workers put in more hours than uh, the European average, but it's not among the most productive nations. The exact details of the pilot program, which could be implemented as soon as uh, this autumn, have been finalized, haven't been finalized yet. However, Mas Pais has produced a three-year 50 million euro, uh, which is like $60 million, uh, trial run that would uh, mitigate risk to employers by having the government cover all implementation costs for the first year, half the costs in year two, and one third in year three. Employees would work 32 hours per week with no reduction in pay. Most notably, Finland and uh, New Zealand have explored a work week reduction, and while France adopted a 35 hour work week in uh, 2000, which I guess would that be seven hours a day? Five days a week? I suppose. Um, would have to be a, an even number if it was, uh, or it would be half hours. Uh, eight, eight. Uh, I, don't, well, I don't know how they're doing it. Could be four to nine. Uh, could be four nine-hour days, I suppose. Anyway. Uh, Tejero noted that a pilot project like this hasn't been undertaken anywhere in the uh, world. Individual employers, including Greenpeace Canada, have also experimented with a four-day work week with full pay during the pandemic. Um, And uh, apparently it's pretty good. It works pretty good. And I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it'll be nice anywhere. So, uh, let's see. We got a warning from North Korea. Oh, and, and the sister showed up. Uh, you know, I've, I've been wondering what happened to her. She's kind of cute. Kim Jong-un's sister. Uh, Kim Yo-jong, the sister of North Korean leader uh, Kim Jong-un, warned the Biden administration. She said, and I don't quite understand the translation here. I'm assuming it, it's referring to gunpowder. But anyway, she said, we take this opportunity to warn the new U.S. administration trying hard to give off powder smell in our land. If it wants to sleep in peace for the coming four years, it had better refrain from causing a stink at its first step. Yeah, the translation could use some work, I think. Um, the warning comes as the U.S. and South Korea 
uh, conduct uh, scaled-down simulated military exercises, and U.S. Secretary of State Tony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin reached the region for meetings with Japanese and South Korean representatives. Uh, they met in Tokyo today, and uh, today, which would have been yesterday, because they're almost they're what twenty hours ahead of us. Um, they met in Tokyo today and reaffirmed their commitment to the complete denuclearization of North Korea and to create opportunities for further cooperation between the U.S., Japan, and South Korea. And that's according to a statement from the U.S. State Department. Yesterday, <clears throat> White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said, diplomacy is always our goal. Our goal is to reduce the risk of escalation, but to date, we have not received any response. Uh, Saki uh, noted that the outreach follows over a year without active dialogue with North Korea, despite multiple attempts by the U.S. to uh, engage. Uh, the Biden administration is still conducting a review of the Trump administration North Korea policy, which could be announced. The results could be announced in the coming weeks, uh, according to uh, senior State Department officials. Uh, on multiple occasions in uh, testimony statements or briefings, U.S. officials have said uh, their goal is to uh, a complete denuclearization of North Korea. That's just a non-starter for North Koreans, though. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Lewis, that, that's who is saying this, of the Middlebury, Middlebury Institute of International Studies. Uh, and this is what, you know what, and this is what we have to carefully deal with China because they have more sway over North Korea than we do. Uh, escalations with China, uh, this is this is part of the problem with China. Why why we really need to spank China, China, but in spanking them it causes more problems. Um, escalations with China will increase the possibility that China would be more willing to send much needed parts over the border for North Korea's uh, North uh, nuclear <clears throat> nuclear program. Uh, so that could be a coming problem. But China, I can't imagine China really wanting North Korea to have missiles. I mean, the fallout from North Korea having all the... Oh, excuse, excuse the pun. The fallout from New, North Korea having all these missiles could be devastating. I'll just say it that way. Uh, gritty en Energy, uh, G-R-I-D-D-Y... Gritty Energy, the Texas electricity provider accused of charging customers thousands of dollars during winter storm Yuri, said yesterday it has filed for bankruptcy. Uh, Gritty is a third Texas energy provider to file for bankruptcy since the storm. And <laughs> after I said it was going to happen, we knew it was going to happen, right? You and I, we know this stuff. <laughs> Uh, Brazos Electric uh, Power Cooperative, which served more than uh, one and a half million Texans, filed for Chapter 11 after accumulating 2.1 billion in bills. Just Energy uh, Group also filed for bankruptcy protection earlier this month. Uh, CEO Michael Falquist uh, of Gritty Energy said it blamed Texas energy grid operator for Gritty seeking Chapter 11 protection. By the way, Chapter 11 protection is... They get to pay, you know, a fraction of what they owe uh, to people and keep operating until they finish paying it off. 
Uh, that's basic. It's very complex, actually. Uh, he said the electric uh, the electric reliable, uh, reliable, uh, reliability council of Texas, known as ERCOT, made a bad situation worse for our customers by continuing to set prices at nine thousand dollars per megawatt hour, which is like that ends up being like five six times more than uh, a megawatt hour should be. Uh, Gritty is a defendant in a class action lawsuit filed last month by customers who have accused the company of price gouging. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott also blamed ERCOT for the debacle. Uh, Four ERCOT members uh, resigned last month, if you remember the story I did on that, uh, in the wake of the storm's damage. Uh, ERCOT supplies Texas with 90% of its power. It's a deregulated uh, uh, company. Uh, the truth is, deregulation is what caused all this. If there was oversight, everything would be fine, probably. This all should be laid at the feet of the Republican-run State House and Governor Abbott, by far. And this, why, this is why Governor Abbott is so quick to point to ERCOT instead of himself. Because he uh, he's already facing... Uh, he's, there's no way he can get uh, reelected, is there? Moderna has entered into phase two of its testing of children age six uh, and up to eleven. Uh, the clinical trial, called the Kid Cove study, will enroll approximately six thousand seven hundred and fifty children in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, Moderna is not the only vaccine currently being tested in children, as the Pfizer vaccine is being studied in children as well. Johnson & Johnson has announced plans to study uh, the vac- their vaccine in adolescents ages 12 to 18. Under a bankruptcy plan filed last night, <clears throat> Purdue Pharma would pay $500 million in cash upfront to settle hundreds of thousands of claims linked to the company's role in the opioid epidemic. And we've done this story about, about uh, the family of Purdue Pharma. Oh, man, these are some horrible people. Uh, the company said additional payments would be spread over the next decade, including installments on roughly $4.2 billion promised by members of the Sackler family, who own the firm, Purdue Pharma. If you remember the stories I've done, the Sackler family are the ones who have been blamed for the opioid crisis because they pushed addictive policies knowing it would increase sales. Two dozen states' attorneys uh, general uh, immediately rejected uh, this plan for settlement. They issued a statement describing Purdue as a criminal enterprise and demanded more money up front for communities affected to pay for treatment and public health services. Under the proposed reorganization plan, still needed approval, by the way, uh, the Sacklers would give up ownership of domestic operations. They would admit no wrongdoing. Let me get to the problem of this right here, this this plan. They would give up uh, ownership of domestic operations. Okay, we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, they would they would admit no wrongdoing, which to me is a problem all its own, and would retain control of their overseas subsidiaries for at least the next seven years. This is similar to what happened with the tobacco companies who were allowed to continue addicting people around the world. We had laws put in place to stop them here. Uh, anyway, 
this is what's happening. They're, they're going to be allowed to do the same thing around the world unless other countries stop them. Uh, critics say the Sacklers would remain one of the wealthiest dynasties in the U.S. despite fueling an addiction crisis that has killed more than 450,000 Americans. The privately owned firm has now admitted twice to illegally marketing opioid medications in separate plea deals with the Justice Department once in 2007 and again last year. As part of those agreements, Purdue Pharma acknowledged lying to doctors and patients about the safety of OxyContin. Uh, sales of the highly addictive opioid, opioid, oh man, what is wrong with my tongue this morning? <sighs> okay, sales of the highly addictive opioid also made the Sacklers crazy rich, generating tens of billions of dollars in revenue beginning in the late 90s. If approved, the bankruptcy plan uh, envisions Purdue Pharma being reborn as a new company independent of the uh, Sacklers. Uh, the as-yet-unnamed company would continue selling a variety of medications, including, still including, OxyContin. Future, future profits would be channeled into a variety of trusts which would own, uh, which would own the company indirectly. Uh, speaking on uh, background, uh, company officials said, Financial aid will flow to individuals, organizations, and communities harmed by the opioid epidemic. I, the problem with with these these um, this money uh, this money being funneled to organizations and communities is it's not money. It's it's other drugs. It's not money. The new firm would also commit to pr- uh, producing medications, including uh, buprenorphine and naloxone, which uh, uh, alleviate the opioid addiction and help people recover from overdoses. That was also how disgusting this was, how they profited immensely from selling drugs that helped offset addictive behavior that they caused with their drug, OxyContin. Really? It's, any of you watch Big Bang Theory? Uh, the, the, the little, uh, the little girl on that show, um, that worked for the drug company says, uh, so many times there was a running gag that they would make a drug and then make money on the drug to counteract the side effects. And it's a horrible joke, but it's true. This is what drug companies do. And this company is getting away with it. Oh man. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Ah, moving on. Let's let's cleanse our palate with some crap. Uh, Prince Philip is out of the hospital following his heart surgery and has returned to his horrible life in that drafty old Windsor Castle. Uh, he'll celebrate his hundredth uh, birthday uh, pretty darn soon. So, hey, I appreciate you. I so appreciate you coming. That's it. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, you guys are often uh, awesome. Uh, Tuesday. March 16th, 2021, Tuesday, March 16th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me, and I appreciate you. Bring someone along with you tomorrow if you can. Tell your friends about me, and remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.